Having car problems? Well, with Rhoda, getting them fixed is as easy as ordering takeout. They'll come pick up your car for free, do any repair or maintenance needed, and return it right to your driveway. They'll even give you a complimentary video inspection of your car so you can see what needs to be done. Perfect for those of us that maybe aren't so car savvy. Book your appointment online at roda.com. And lucky for you, CityCast listeners get a 20% discount on any service for up to $100 off. Just use the code CityCast20. Today on CityCast DC. We are live at the Square Food Hall to bring you our guide to February in DC. You know, our show is all about covering the politics, culture, news, and businesses that make DC tick, but we want you, you, to feel more connected to your city, and that means getting you off your couch. So we're here today with Jade Womack of the incredibly popular Instagram account, Clockout DC, to talk through which activities are worth braving the cold for this month. Today's Tuesday, February 6th. I'm Bridget Todd. And I'm Michael Schaefer, and here is what DC is talking about. Thank you so much for being here. I am Bridget. I'm Mike. I'm Jade. I'm <laughs> so thrilled to be joined by Clock Out DC, AKA Jade Womack. First, give it up for the square, y'all. What a cool space, yeah. right? All right, so for those of you who don't know, January to many people is dry January, including to my dear friend and co-host Bridget, but it ain't January anymore. It is not. This is my first drink of 2024. Well, I had a a cheat day, but first drink of 2024. Um, Shout out to The Square for providing this drink. I'm pretty happy about it. And Jade, I have to say, like, you and I, I feel like you and I go back a ways. We do, we do. I remember the first time that we talked, it was for CityCast DC, and it was a conversation about like what it's like being this very visible figure in DC. Can I, we were talking about this stat before we got on stage. Yeah. One in 10 people in DC follow Jade's account, Clock Out DC. How many people out there is that true for? Wow, thank you all so much. <laughs> so it being February, there's a lot going on this month. One of the things happening, obviously, is Valentine's Day. I know that people, Sometimes hate it, sometimes love it, maybe ambivalent. I see a big thumbs down back there. We truly are the loneliest city. Like, <laughs> Wait, is that true? Uh, according to, like, I think U.S. News World Report, we're like the loneliest city. But then according to Eventbrite, we're the, most, we're the fourth most romantic city. And I think that stat was by the number of Valentine's Day events. So if you are lonely, there are many places, I guess, to, to celebrate Valentine's. But I don't know. Yeah. So this year, what are some things people ought to do? Well, so the Library of Congress, I think a lot, I don't know, have any of you guys gone to the after hours events at the Library of Congress? Not many, well, some of you, great, yeah. It's actually one of the coolest happy hour spots in the city on Thursday nights. I think this is for March, but Elton John might be at one of them, just as a plan. But that being said, for February 8th, they're having a Valentine's Day themed after hour cocktail event from five to seven. It's gorgeous inside. They have so many different exhibits and it's one of those events that you have to get a time pass for, but you're never too crowded. There's never a huge line and it's a lot of fun. Nothing says romance like a national library. <laughs> Especially Honest- in DC. 
Listen, I think also too, because at the, afterwards you can go and look at the monuments at night, it's beautiful. As well next door, the U.S. Botanic Gardens is there. It is the oldest museum on the mall as well. They have an amazing orchid collection. I just think there's a really, I personally find DC monuments at night very romantic, so. Right, it's open and there's, there's yeah. light against the darkness. I mean, in high contrast, uh, District Tattoo always has flash tattoos on Valentine's Day. So if you want to get in line with someone and permanent your love, you can too, so. <laughs> That's a, I feel like that's a great way to really cement a lasting permanent love story is, you know, we just first date, Valentine's Day, let's, you know, commemorate it forever on our flesh. I'd like to see the data on those tattoos, because <laughs> I have a hunch, I'm just saying, that maybe there, there would be some regret down the line. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, you only live once. So for folks who maybe are not in relationships or just want to celebrate a different kind of love, and that is, what did Leslie Nope call it? the love between gal pals and sister friends, Valentine's Day, which takes place, I think, the day before Valentine's Day? It takes the day after. The day after Valentine's Day. Um, What are some fun Valentine's Day things happening in D.C.? Well, I'm really excited for what the people at Sunny's and Doubles are doing in Parkview. They're doing so many co-activations in that space, and one of them, they're having this, like, bouquets and wine night, or I think for like $55 if you're single, $100 if it's a pair, you pretty much get to take a bouquet of flowers. There's natural wine tasting all night. And it's for, I believe, um, I forgot the cause, but like for people that have been um, victims of sexual abuse, it's some of the money goes towards that too. But they have so many of these different like flower, potluck, flower bouquet, natural wine stuff. They have a beautiful bar next door called No Kisses, kind of a little bit of a disco vibe. So I think it'd be a really fun place to go. Wait, and this is a Valentine's Day event, this specifically? Is, it, yeah, it's a Valentine's books, books and Wine event. But technically speaking, no, it's not a Valentine's Day event. If you want, like, a Valentine-specific event, there are many events that are happening with craft in the realm of crafting with Shop Made in D.C. Reloom, another place where you can do crafting, which is in Barracks Row. They have this, I don't know if you've seen on TikTok, but the viral charm bracelets. More or less... It's a customized charm experience where you can go and pick out the charms, you and your friend, and you make charm bracelets together, and that would seem like a really cute Valentine's Day thing. Easter Market is so cute, and doing wine and events with that, too. A lot of, it seems that Valentine's Day is a bit of crafting as well. Can I come? No. We can make a, Mike, if you want to make a charm bracelet together, we can pick out charms for each other. I would totally make a charm bracelet with you. Really? Okay, let's do it. Is Valentine's Day the only holiday that started from a television show and now has kind of become real? I think it's the only one. Festivus. Festivus! I'm like, how did I forget Festivus? We gotta do a Festivus event next time. What are your thoughts on Valentine's Day, just out of curiosity? I think we celebrate our gal pals all year long. I personally, as much as I love going to events, I love having a Valentine's Day night of just like movies and a friend, ordering some pizza in, and sharing a bottle of wine and catching up. I think there's nothing better than like having that having people with you because, you know, for a long time we couldn't do that. And I think in-person hangs are now the hot thing to do, to be honest. And I do think there's a D.C.-specific component here, the idea of D.C. being this lonely city. I don't know, we've done a lot of episodes and interviews about how D.C. can be a hard place to really find meaningful connection. And what I've taken away from a lot of those interviews is that you can really get out of it what you put into it. And so making time for celebrating your friends and having friends nights and not just having it be networking events or romantic dates, but like friend dates too. So another thing to be thinking about is Lunar New Year. For folks who don't know, what is Lunar New Year? Uh, Lunar New Year is a celebration of 
the new moon and the new year. It's celebrated by people of Chinese, Vietnamese, and Korean descent. And we all have our own differences in Korean culture. They eat uh, particular meals. In Chinese culture, for example, we eat noodles for long life. Uh, in Vietnamese culture, they call it Tet. Uh, and they have their own um, uh, animal zodiac. This year, we all aligned with the dragon. Last year, there was a little bit of issue. You know, some, they were celebrating the cat. We were celebrating the rabbit. Uh, but it's just a year of celebrating the new year and a lot of the traditions we have, for example, the lion dance was to scare off like this evil monster before with fireworks and now it's just something I think that we do every year. We wear red. Uh, there's all these other traditions where you're supposed to clean your house beforehand. If you clean your house the day of, you're wishing all the way your luck away. So, you know, don't cut your hair. You're also, there's all these different superstitions. So any of the things you need to do, this is not the time to procrastinate. Get ready to welcome in the new year and all the good luck with it. Um, is it literally the same day? Uh, Lunar New Year is on February 10th. And, and that's the same day as Tet? And the same, so yes, it's it, exactly. It's the same day. Um, mm -hmm. And so what kind of, you know, for people who are not part of the community, if you want to, like, go take part in feasts or look at cool things or, like, what, what, what kind of things are going on? Yeah, it's, it's really beautiful how I think D.C. Lunar New Year has evolved over the times. Like, I think when my mom and I would go to the Asian Art Museum as a kid, we had, like, that and the Chinatown Parade, and that was, like... That was it, like that was, that was the festival. But this year, I mean, the parade is gonna be happening on February 11th at 2 p.m., rain or shine, and it's a lovely event where you can see a lot of different talent from around the area, it's in Chinatown directly. Um, but also, uh, there's going to be different museum events. The American Art Museum has a really nice event if you have like children and crafting, and all these different fun little performances, and that's on the 10th as well, which is right next door. So you could probably, and if you wanted to do that instead, and if you just wanted to grab a drink and just welcome in the new year, uh, Tiki on 18th on uh, February 7th, they're going to have a Lunar New Year happy hour. So come on through, get a drink. Uh, we also feed the lion money, technically. Uh, that's also a good omen if you wanted to do that. And then just celebrate the new year with them. Where's the lion that gets fed money? So the lion dance, it's uh, two people. Mm -hmm. And actually, it's, it's something akin to like, the amount of time people do ballet or like an art like that, that is the same amount of time people do for lion dancing. It's two people. There's usually a head, there's a head and like a tail end. Um, and then throughout the performances, sometimes people like swap in and switch. And there's a lot of choreography where people are lifted in the air and things. But the mouth of the lion, you're supposed to feed it with these red envelopes, usually full of money, and that's kind of giving them luck. If you didn't, but don't worry, like it's not like your luck is contingent on how much money you feed this lion. It's just something that we, it's something that we do. You mentioned that when you were younger, there weren't really a lot of things to do in the area, but now there are more. Do you have yeah. any sense of what accounted for that change? Is it advocacy? Is it folks really kind of pushing for the city to do more to commemorate this time? Yeah, I think it is a bit of advocacy. I think it's a little bit of like recognizing gentrification and the effects it's had on Chinatown and kind of and supporting that community. I think also too, a lot of the great people at museums and in the government are really creative about ways in which they can create these parallel lines. Like this year on the 17th, the Postal Museum is having a Lunar New Year event, which doesn't sound like what does the post office have to do? But every year they issue a stamp. Like every year, it's somebody's job is to design the Lunar New Year stamp. And so they're going to have a festival. So I think it's just people being really creative about finding ways in which they can tie things in together. And then now it's a much more an organic experience for all of us. When was the last time you went to the theater? Well, we have a new show for you to check out. The Gala Theater in Columbia Heights is showing the political musical comedy Museum in the Closet, Avida's Return. 
which follows Argentine icon Eva Perón to the afterlife as her preserved corpse ignites political scandals, clandestine affairs, and mysterious murders. The show is full of samba, reggae, and tango that will have you tapping your feet nonstop. The show is in Spanish with English surtitles and will run from May 9th through June 9th. Get your tickets now at galatheater.org or call 202-234-7174. So another tradition in February is Mardi Gras. Yes. Or often winds up in February, at least. Yeah. Um, there's stuff happening in D.C. I think there's a, probably a much bigger Asian community than Cajun community here. But um, but uh, what what is going on and, and, and what's fun that we could take part in? Well, I just want to share that. I think everyone thinks of fireworks happening on July 4th in D.C. and everybody like tries to find the best view on somebody's rooftop or whatever. But the wharf has fireworks all year long. Like they had the fireworks for, I believe, cherry blossoms. They're going to have them for Mardi Gras. And they also have them, I think, for Pride as well as in December. So they're having this big event on the same day as Lunar New Year, on the 10th. Uh, but they're going to have a big procession of their annual parade followed by fireworks there's gonna be live music I went last year and it's kind of cool because all the different restaurants and bars make their own floats like the mini golf cart that's been like in the back you know or the loading dock and everyone's like decorating it and um you know there's like people throwing beads and it's it's really fun to see what how fun little creative people are with these different mini golf carts that they have in a procession and then there's also just tons of different parties if you wanted to do like an all-you-can-eat like buffet party of Cajun food. Um, Due South has one and so does Dauphine's. And so what do they serve at the Get crawdads and stuff? Yeah, exactly. Gumbo, crawdads, um, beignets. The things that you think that you would have at Mardi Gras. So it being February, it's also Black History Month. Yes, it uh, is. Happy Black History Month. I've been wishing everybody that I see Happy Black History Month and every black person is like, hey, Happy Black History Month. I feel like everyone else is like, you too, and then they don't know if that's the correct <laughs> answer. <laughs> yeah. So what are some ways that folks can commemorate and celebrate this month? Yeah, so there's just so much programming that happens all throughout the month. Um, and I'm just going like, to like, just shout out to the DC Library because every year they actually have a film festival that they curate on Tuesdays. And this year it's the 35th annual African-American Film Festival, and you can go and see different screenings of movies all throughout the month. They have so many different lectures. They have a lecture about HBCU. They have a lecture about gentrification and its effects on DC. I think what's really nice is that you have a celebration of black joy as well. And one of the things happening on the 25th at Hotel Zena, they're going to have a black her story focusing on black female entrepreneurs market that you can stop by and shop. And then as well on the 22nd at the, Nash, the recently opened National Museum of Women in the Arts, they're, they're celebrating black female artists that night. They're going to have this like, special curation about black art, and that would be really fun, I think, to go to as well. I'm glad that you phrased it this way because I'm like on a one-woman personal campaign that when we have Black History Month or some sort of month that is meant to be celebrating an identity, it should also, it should feel like a celebration, right? Like, I feel, I know that you know, trauma and hard things are part of our stories, but we're so much more than that. There's also film, there's dance, there's colleges, there's turnups, there's parties, like celebration and joy should be part of the conversation as well. 
Yeah, exactly. And I think these events, I mean, just to put a disclaimer, I think that there are events that are for a community and then there are events for the public. And I think these ones in particular at the museums and the library are places to celebrate Black History Month for everyone. So generally, you know, there's other things happening in February. You've got President's Day. You've got like... Speaking of holidays that no one says happy. <laughs> happy President's Day! Thank <laughs> you, Bridget. <laughs> Yeah, no one wishes anybody a happy President's but it is, Day. But it is in, in this uh, dreary month, a long weekend. Um, so people go away. Um, well, where should we go? Well, I will be here, and I'll tell you what I'll be doing instead. How about that? Um, Jade's expertise does not include... Um, <laughs> what not, is the does, Potomac River <laughs> to me? <laughs> yeah, no, I just wanted to say, I, there's because there's such interesting things happening in D.C. all the time. You're talking about, like, you know, like things are growing and moving. Um, there's something I wanted to mention is that the Kennedy Center for some, last year they had a whole festival dedicated to rivers. This year they have a whole festival dedicated to forests. Stay with me here. Of course, there's gonna be like themed food about celebrating the forest and like the cafeteria and stuff. And they have artists perform at the forest, but they're gonna have this 360 immersive Northern Lights showing. It's $10. And the way that the photos look online, it looks like it's like a little Las Vegas sphere, and it's like a 30-minute screening. And I think it's probably one of the coolest things that's going to come to D.C., and I'm excited for it, and that starts on February 22nd. My God, this is like kismet meant to be. So my father, who I love very much, yeah, we had a whole conversation when I was home for his birthday, and he was like, the one thing that I would love to see before I depart this earth is yeah. the Northern Lights. And so we've been scheming and being like, oh, can we get to Iceland? Can we get to Alaska? Like, it's so hard. This might be a, a good runner up if we're not able to do it. Yeah, I don't know if you guys remember the National Geographic Museum used to have those VR headset experiences beforehand. I think it's gonna be very akin to that. At least that's what it says online. And the people at the Kennedy Center, they do great, great performance. They do like great festivals themselves. And I'm excited for that. When you said that they had previously done a celebration of rivers, everybody's faces were like, what? But probably every fourth person was like, hell yeah. Rivers? <laughs> hell yeah. What no. about forests? What kind of percentage do we get on that? There was some, I saw some nods for forests. <laughs> I think we can all take bets. It's like next is going to be lakes, like mountains, like anything we're going to... Grasslands. Gonna... <laughs> yeah, and I mean also too, something to add as well that I, I hype up a lot is that there's so many film festivals that come in D.C., Every embassy has film festivals. You have the Environmental Film Festival. It's coming up next month. But this month is the Mother Tongue Film Festival. I think a lot of people are familiar with the Smithsonian Folklife Festival that's like on the hottest time of the year in the National Mall. It's like, you know, right before the July 4th fireworks and a little bit afterwards. Um, they do this thing called the Mother Tongue Film Festival where all across the Smithsonian, you can see films in like random languages and endangered languages. And it's really fun to go and experience it because there's nowhere else that you'll ever be able to watch a film in Inuit. Like, let's all be honest with, you know, it's very hard to find this. And we're so lucky in D.C. we can experience these other cultures and it's free. So why not? Where are the films screened? The films are screened um, all throughout. There's going to be the one at the Hirshhorn, the Natural History Museum. It's not just the American Indian Museum. I think that would be like the default place where we'd all think, but it's, it's in all these different auditoriums that you can experience it. Because a lot of these places that are you know, built into particularly the older Smithsonian buildings, these are actually, the, the physical auditorium space is itself really cool, and it's not like you're going to see a movie at the multiplex. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like in the, like, it's on the first floor in the bowels in the back. I don't think most people know that the National History Museum has a huge auditorium that sits like maybe about this crowd of people, but it does. Honestly, you, I'm happy that you said this because we are really lucky in D.C. to live yep. in a city that has so much cultural richness on display that we can really take advantage of. 
It is like the, the embassy film festivals. It's sort of a, you know, the taxpayers of like some distant country are paying for us to be entertained. Um, and, you know, this is, this is soft power. It's theirs, not ours. But it's pretty awesome that we have access to that. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the House of Sweden. They always have fun events that are like, Swedish. They also have, Pilat they also have so. Pilates on the roof. <laughs> yes, they have a beautiful space, a rooftop. Like, yeah. Shout out to House of Sweden. Wait, so I have a question for you, Mike. Uh -huh. Of all the things that Jade has given us, which are so many, so plentiful, is there anything that you're like, I'm definitely going to that. I'm writing it on my mental calendar right I'm now. Into, I'm into the Mother Tongue Film Festival. I can see this. And, I'm, and, and, you know, I'm not going anywhere this month. So uh, the thing about, about watching a movie in another language particularly another language that's not so frequently heard, is you can kind of pretend you've traveled someplace for that, you know. What about you? What's, what, what have you heard today that you Oh, there's so many good ones. I think that Northern Lights thing, because I've been wanting to see the Northern Lights my whole life. I've never seen them. And just the idea of even getting to have an experience, let alone like an immersive one right here in D.C., is amazing. Do you think your dad would be into it, or do you think he would feel like you were kind of being a cheapskate and not taking him to Iceland? He's so grouchy. <laughs> I think he would put on a brave face, but then talk smack to everybody else in the family. She, she said we were going to Iceland. This is not Iceland. <laughs> Jade, what about you? Like, if there's some, you're probably, I know you're a lady about town, but what is one of, what, what event are you, like, most deeply looking forward to? So, uh, this is an event I did not mention, but I think I'm going to, so... Let me buy a ticket first before anyone else buys it. But uh, Profs and Pints, they have these interesting lectures, and they have one about the orcas versus the yachts on February 15th. So I'm excited to buy a ticket for a lecture about, I think, are we all Team Orca? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So Give I it up for orcas. There's not one person here on Team Yacht. <laughs> Eat the rich, Mike. <laughs> um, and I think the lecture is like $14. Those orcas have been sitting pretty for too long. <laughs> Yeah, and they have it, they have a whole slur of uh, like a whole group of like lectures. They have one about like the orgasm gap. They have one about like mental health. They have many lectures. The love lecture, like what does it actually mean to be in love and the chemicals released. But the orcas versus yachts on February fifteenth. I'm like, I think I'm gonna make that one. Okay, so nobody buy a ticket to this. Jade is gonna work. Give gonna me fifteen minutes. Give her fifteen to run. minutes to go click buy on a ticket, and then buy your ticket. Or everyone buy a ticket, and then tell me what your what your price is, yes. and I'll I'll come I'll come find you. I'll Venmo you. Are we holding an auction later for these tickets once it sells out? Yeah. Is there anything else that we people should know about happening this month that we did not ask about or did not mention? I don't think so. I mean, I just I would just say like uh, pace yourself because there's just so much happening in this month and don't have any like fear of missing out because there's just so much more coming in DC as well too. You have an extra day this year. <laughs> yeah. Leap day or leap year? Is that right? That's right. Yeah. Well, Jade, thank you so much for being here and thanks to all of you for coming. Give it up for yourselves. Thanks, mom. <laughs> That's all for today here on CityCast DC. If you're a member, keep an eye out on your feed for a special bonus episode from the event. And if you're not a member, become one. Just go to membership.citycast.fm or check the link in our show notes. If you enjoyed the show, tell whoever you want to join you at one of these incredible February events. We'll be back tomorrow morning with even more news from around the city. Talk to you then. You guys, it's, in, it's just incredibly moving to see so many people come out. You know, it's... Uh, and people join as members, and so on. It, it, it's, it, it, I've been a journalist for a long time, but it's not that 
often that you get to see the actual like people that you are interacting with and the impact that the work you do has on a community. So I'm really just very touched to have some people here. It's also a ton of fun, so thank you. <laughs>